Welcome to podcast 108 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. Today, we're going to be changing our topic a little bit. I've been speaking on God's generosity for a number of weeks, and we'll continue with the theme of generosity, but I want to now talk about God being our source. So today, we're going to venture into a new realm, dealing with God is our source to receive generously. I hope that's of interest to you, and I'm excited about it because the Word of God is filled with examples. In just a couple of days, I've discovered about 160 scriptures dealing with God's ability to bless us and that He is our source of every good and perfect blessing and every good and perfect gift. So before we get started, let's pray and ask for the Holy Spirit to guide and direct us. I pray now that you would help me, Lord, to bring forth this podcast today, that you would bless it, that you would anoint it. I pray the Holy Spirit and I would take over. Even though I've done a lot of preparation, I have my notes, I have my scriptures, I have things I want to share, I ask for the total intervention of the Holy Spirit to lead me and guide me as we go through this podcast today. Bless those who are listening in. Thank you, Father, for this good day and thank you for who you are. We give you praise for it now in Jesus' name. Amen. In today's podcast, we'll be using the Word of God. In addition to that, I'll be referring to examples about how money is supposed to evolve in our life. Proper use, the improper use, and the way that we can gain financially. In order to lay a foundation for this particular series on my podcast, I need to get into Matthew chapter 6. I'm going to start at verse 25. These are the words of Jesus, and we really can't even get into this without understanding what Jesus is talking about when it comes to our finances, when it comes about God's generosity, when it talks about God's being our source, and what refers to the proper or improper use of money. So let's read Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. I'm reading in the New Living Translation. Jesus is saying these words, No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Verse 25, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. You know, I could pause right there just a second. A lot of people I talk to worry an awful lot about their circumstances, about what they're going through, but our Bible tells us not to worry. Here Jesus says not to worry about everyday life. You know, we allow so many things to worry us, to cause us to be anxious, and we'll never receive the true blessings of God and realize that God is our source if we're always worried or we're anxious about everything. So I, I pray every day, Father, help me not to be anxious about anything, because I can bring everything to you, Lord, through my, my prayers, my petitions, with thanksgiving. I can make my request known to you, and the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard my heart and guard my mind in Christ Jesus. You see, you either believe that or you don't believe that, and so I want to receive that, and I want you to receive it so that you'll understand that we've got to get worry out of our mind when we're concerned about receiving blessings from the Lord, receiving finances, receiving God's generosity. Let me continue now on verse 25. It said, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries at a single moment to your life. Verse 28. We need to stay in this because this is really the foundation of what I want to talk about in the next number of podcasts. And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, 
saying, What will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But the Heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. I'm telling you, there's not a better example of how to handle our finances, how to handle our blessings from the Lord, how to seek the blessings of the Lord, how to prosper in all things and be in good health even as our soul prospers. There's not a better teaching in the Word of God, I don't believe, than this example that Jesus taught about money and possessions and about the blessings of the Lord. So with that, as we get into today's topic on knowing that God is our source to receive generously, let's understand exactly everything he's talking about in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 30. I got to go back to 31. We're going to take this a little slower because running through this isn't going to bless you. But if we can talk about it and understand what Jesus is saying, I think you'll receive so much more for this. And I really am excited about today. I believe God's word is just going to explode in your heart and your mind. I know that I feel the Holy Spirit's presence here as I'm guiding this teaching right now. And I just I just pray that you would listen to these words and receive them now. In verse 31, it says, so don't worry about these things. You know, don't worry about what we're going to eat and what we're going to drink and what we wear. Those are the basic things. Now, God promised us that he would always meet our needs. And our needs are what we're going to eat, what we're going to drink, and what we're going to wear and shelter over our head. Those types of things. God has always promised that he would meet these needs and he will never forsake us or leave us. It says here in verse 32, these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. You see, when you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then you don't have anywhere to go for guidance and direction and comfort. The word of God gives us guidance and direction and comfort. So those who are believers, those who've accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior can run to the word of God and seek help. So if you're in the midst of worrying about things and worrying about how you're going to make your your house payment or how you're going to pay your bills or how your job is going to work out, those types of things. Yes, do your best to, to do to do a good job in all those things and do a good job for your employer and do the best that you possibly can. But remember, God is the one that's going to take you through it in the middle of all your circumstances. So don't allow those things to dominate our lives. And it won't as long as we are a believer and we have faith in him. Now, if you're not a believer, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then I can help you with that right now. You see, if you're questioning the word of God or wondering if it's true or real or not, then don't believe you've had the type of experience that the Lord wants us to have with the Holy Spirit. So if you don't know the Lord, just simply at this time say, Father, I'm sorry for the sins I've committed. I need a Savior. And the Bible tells me that if I've sinned, I can come to God and ask for forgiveness. So I ask you to forgive me of my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. So today, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, I'll be talking a lot about that in future podcasts, but the first thing you need to do if you're a new Christian, if you prayed that prayer and you accepted Jesus and gave your heart to him, is find a good Bible preaching church. Get into the Word of God. Find a translation that's easy to read, something like the New Living Translation or the New International Version, and read it and get into it. Read the book of Romans. Can't tell you anything better to read than get into the book of Romans. It'll teach you about the proper Christian life that you're going to live. So I'm going to move on because I like to interject from time to time, giving people an opportunity to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So let's get back now to Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 32, it says, These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Then it says here, verse 33, which is the summation of everything that Jesus is talking about here. He says, Seek the kingdom of God above all else. All right, if you're looking for prosperity in your life, the answer to that is seek God. 
All right? It's as simple as that. Seek him through his word. Seek him through prayer. Seek him through going through a good church that's preaching the word of God. Seek him through having fellowship with other believers. Seek him by listening to maybe these types of podcasts that talk about the goodness of God and his strength and his power in your life. But seek God first. It says above all else, everything else. It means above your job, above your your concerns about finances, about everything. Seek God first. And if we do that, and then it says, and live righteously. That just means live a good life, to be a good person, to to follow what the Word of God says, to, to be a forgiving person, to be a loving person, to be a person who sees good in others rather than to find ways to tear them apart. And righteous living is something that some people think they can never attain, but it wouldn't be in the Word of God. And Jesus wouldn't have said that if he didn't believe that we could live righteously, which means live godly. That doesn't mean we're perfect. Boy, I'm Far from being perfect, but it means that we can live a godly life, and we can if we follow the teachings in His Word. And then Jesus says, "And He, that's God, will give you everything you need." You see, God is our source, so if He's our source, He wants to give it to us. God wants to give us blessings. Every good Bible tells us that every good and perfect gift comes from the Father, and so everything that's good in your life has been given to you by God. He gives you the water to drink, the air to breathe. He gives you the sun to warm our bodies and to grow our plants and an amazing God that we serve. So receive that now and take this teaching. And if you haven't used this much, get this scripture out again and read it over and over again. That's in Matthew chapter 6. You could stare all the way back up to chapter 6 verse 19 where it talks about don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. It says, but but your, but store your, your treasures, it says, in heaven where moss and rust cannot destroy and thieves cannot break in. It says, wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will be also. You see, that's the beginning of telling us about what God thinks about money and possessions. That alone could be a series. I could teach a number of podcasts just on this particular area of Matthew chapter 6. But I want to cover a little more ground today and get into a couple other scriptures before I give you a couple of examples about how money can impact our life. There's another teaching in the Old Testament that we could just touch on here for a second. It's found in 2 Chronicles chapter 26. It's talking about when the kings ruled Judah, Uzziah rules in Judah, it says. And so in chapter 26 and verse 5, it talks about how Uzziah was 16 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 52 years. And it talks about how blessed he was at that time. And it also refers to something that's crucial for us today. And it says here, Zechariah, who taught him to fear God, that was King Uzziah. And he says here, and as long as the king sought guidance from the Lord, God gave him success. So you want to have success in your life? Then seek guidance from the Lord. It's as simple as can be. As long as we do that, then we will receive success in our life. And success will bring forth, I believe, spiritual blessings and financial blessings. So I would be a little remiss if I didn't continue the story a little bit on Uzziah. You see, because it just wasn't all roses, coming up roses for Uzziah. It was as long as he served the Lord. Remember what I said in in Second Chronicles chapter 26 and verse 5. And as long as the king sought guidance from the Lord, God gave him success. But then the day came when Uzziah changed. It's found in 2 Chronicles chapter 26 verse 16. But when he, that Uzziah, had become powerful, he also became proud, which led to his downfall. He sinned against the Lord his God by entering the sanctuary of the Lord's temple and personally burning incense on the incense honor altar. Now, what that was is that God told him what he could do and what he couldn't do. And he violated what God had told him to do. So because of that, he sinned against God. And they 
had to come up against King Uzziah. The men came up against it, and it says, Uzziah, it's it's not for you to do these things. You're not supposed to do that because God said you were not to do these things. So he had to get out of the sanctuary because he had sinned. The Lord God will not honor you for this. And it's interesting how Uzziah was just doing great as long as he was serving the Lord, as long as he sought guidance from God. So in this teaching on finances and generosity and the goodness of God and that God is our source, we've got to remember we've got to seek God first. We must seek God first. Now I want to digress a little bit here and read you a little story that I've written here. It's taken from a book that I've written entitled Generosity, What's in it for me? And there's a little story in there about vacation time and how finances impact our vacation. And I thought it might be interesting. I know it's changing the direction here a little bit, but I think that some people need to see how following God and listening to God and seeing what he has to say about things is very pertinent to being blessed financially and to receiving God and understanding that he is our source in everything. We can't talk about God's generosity and God being our source unless we include the subject of giving from what we have to the Lord. I'm not asking you to become a tither right now. I'm not asking you to become someone who gives away all their money to the church. That's not where I'm going with this. But I do want you to think about the importance of giving. You see, because there are those who give in order to gain influence over other people. Now, some give to be recognized as a giver, and then others give to gain acceptance in society. And most of these are giving because of what's in it for them. And that's something we need to be careful of, is that we don't get into thinking about that is, what am I going to get out of this when I give something to the Lord? When I think of giving money to our church, a family member or a charity or someone in need, I'm reminded that everything I have comes from God. Let's look to James chapter 1 verse 17 in the New Living Translation. It reads this way, whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father. So whatever we have, it's good if it comes from God. It's always going to be a blessing. Now when you think of it, every dollar in every account we have was a gift from God. Every dollar. Being the wonderful God that he is, he allows us to decide on how we're going to use that gift all the gifts that he gives us. We need to ask the Lord how we should spend the money. He has provided it to us, so therefore we should ask for guidance from him. Now, since all of our money comes from God, it's only right to seek his wisdom in how to use it. Now, doesn't that make sense? I mean, if God's the one that provides everything for us, then why would we not go back to him and seek for guidance and direction in how we would use our funds and our finances? Generosity is far more than just giving money. I've said that in other podcasts, and I've got to inject that into all these because I don't want you to think that this whole thing is about giving money to your church or just give, 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 give. That's not what it's all about. But it's about giving what you have in addition to your finances in the area of your talents and your abilities. Generosity is about wanting someone else to be blessed from something that we have. Now, we can be generous with our time, our work experience, and our understanding of God's word. The Lord shows us his generosity in so many ways. One of those is found in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16, New Living Translation. Let me read that to you right now. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Wow, that's a pretty powerful scripture, isn't it? Think about what that just said. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources. You know, we serve a God that is all power, all glory, all deserves all honor. He is omnipotent. He has everything. He has all power. He has unlimited resources to bless us. 
So I can never understand why people cut God out of their life. He's their source. He's the one who provides every good and perfect gift to them. He's the one with unlimited resources. So why would you cut him out? And when I mean cutting him out, that means not giving to bless his church, to the work of his church, or not giving to others and just keeping what we have, keeping it back and hoarding it. If we do that, the more that we hoard, the, the less that we will get. Now, the world thinks that, no, the more that you save, the more that you'll have. But you see, it's it's like the the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea has water flowing in and nothing flows out and it comes in and that's why it's called the Dead Sea. There's no life. And so when we think about that, that's what we would be like. If we take everything we have and we just keep it and hoard it and keep it and keep it and don't share with others and don't let it be a blessing to others, we take the life out of that gift from God. Think of that. When we receive a gift from God, it's life, it's power, it's strength. It might be a gift that we can share good wisdom to someone or of our finances, we can bless them or we can help them with our talents or we can just encourage them. We can love them. We can be friendly to them. But whatever we give is a precious gift of life that God has for us. Let's pass that life on to others so that we can be a blessing also. Now that verse that I just read, I pray from that, from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. It tells us the Lord has unlimited resources that he uses us. He is faithful. So he teaches us to have faith. He is loving. So he shows us how to love others. He is forgiving. So he demonstrates to us how to forgive. He is strong. So his word gives us strength. He's a giver. He gave his son's life so we could have an abundant life. You see, giving of our finances, our money, has a temporal benefit. Someone or some organization may have a financial need and the gift of money may meet that need today. But a far more important thought about money is that it has an eternal benefit. The giving that we have will bless far beyond this world in the time that we live here. I talked to a man the other day. We were having breakfast and I chatted about some things and very successful man. And I asked him, I said, what do you think your legacy in life will be? Would you like to build something for the church? Would you like to build a ministry or something like that? And he really wasn't sure about that. He he just talked about, well, I don't really concern myself with that. And when I when I discussed it with him, and I've discussed that with probably a half a dozen men in the last couple of weeks alone, and made that same similar statement to them, and the responses were so different from each person. And many of them understood the importance of the finances that they have can be such a blessing not only here, but it can also be an eternal blessing to those who are going to be heading to heaven someday. When we think about the the importance of, of giving for what we have, think about a child in a non Christian country. They receive a meal or some fresh water because of a financial gift from someone here in the United States. There's an eternal impact on that child. That financial gift showed a child that a Christian cares about them. The impact of our financial gifts to those in need will last far into eternity. Now the same holds true to financial gifts we give to the local church. When a church is doing what Jesus taught us to do, there are eternal benefits. If you're not tithing to your church today to help meet its financial needs, I believe you're missing out on one of the uses for your financial blessings from the Lord. Now allow me to encourage you to start giving your finances to your church today. Now as a pastor for 20 years and a tither for the majority of my life, I can honestly say that I do not ever regret giving financially to the church we attended. When the subject of giving money is brought up, many get upset, irritated, and many even leave the church. 
In America, only 6% of those who attend church will tithe 10% of their gross income to that church. However, like I've said before, in so many ways, 100% of those in need of a financial blessing will probably ask the Lord for help. So being generous with our finances removes the concept of thinking of money as what's in it for me. Let me talk a little bit about just money, the word money. Now, it's not a bad word. A lot of people think that money is a terrible word, that's a nasty word, that it's something that causes people to fall into lust. But the Bible says the love of money leads to all sorts of evil. It's the love of money. It's when people put money above their relationship with others and their relationship with God. So money in itself is not bad. Money can be used for great things. As a matter of fact, the use of money will define us. How can money be bad versus how can it be good in our life? Let me give you a story, an example. When I was a banker, I had a young man who was a customer. He was very young, probably early 20s. His mom and dad passed away and left him $50 million. He was a really nice, clean-cut kid, was doing just great. And all of a sudden, he had this $50 million. He went to his attorneys and got a large amount of money and cashed all these checks and put it into safe deposit boxes. I don't know how much was there, but I would assume he probably put in a couple of hundred thousand dollars in cash. But he would come in once a week and take money out. And all of a sudden, he would come in two or three times a week and the money would keep running out and he would go get more cash and bring it in and store it. And he'd come over to me and talk to me. He'd say, you know, I don't, don't understand. He says, for a while, he says that money I had seemed to take care of my needs but now that's just not enough money. So I got to get an attorney to sue my other attorneys to release more of that money so I'll have more in my pocket. After all, it's all mine. Well, now he started getting an attitude. He became very mean and hateful. Then he started taking drugs. He was an alcoholic. He basically was killing himself physically, emotionally, and mentally. Now, it was amazing. Now, at the time, I was not a Christian, so I could not warn him about how to receive help and help him understand what it is to have a relationship with Christ and get strength from that. And it's sad that I wasn't a Christian at that time. But sooner or later, the young man was taking so much money out that he didn't know where it was going. And then one day he stopped coming and he was not in the bank any longer. And then the police came to our bank and asked us about this young man and said, did he have a safe deposit box? And we told him what he had. They said that they had found him. He had overdosed on drugs. And in just a matter of just a couple of years after he inherited all that money, he had basically spent probably half of it thrown away 25 or 30 million dollars in every form that he could possibly throw it away in and it destroyed his life so in that case money was evil to him he had the love of money that's what the bible says for those who have a love of money they they go after anything they'll seek anything for it but see the use of money can be a great thing then there's people like andrew carnegie who was the wealthiest man in the world at one time and in the last part of his life he said the best thing that he can do is give away all the money that he's made it's my understanding that if he was alive today, he would be worth somewhere in the neighborhood of $300 billion. That's with a B, billion dollars. And that would be the wealthiest man in the world. But at that time in his life, he decided, I've made all this money. What I want to do is give it away. And he went around the country building schools and libraries and hospitals and things and became one of the most generous men that we've ever seen in our country. And his generosity impacted a lot of other people. His giving impacted the Rockefeller family and the J.C. Morgan family and other great entrepreneurs of the day. And his generosity spread all over America and made America, and to this day, I believe, one of the most generous giving countries in the entire world. As we draw near to the end of this podcast, I'd like to just make a general comment that generosity 
has a starting point somewhere in our life. And we need to ask the question, how can I become a more generous person? Well, I believe we need to seek God. We need to get into his word and find out how to become a more generous person. We're going to continue this teaching for the next quite a few weeks, I think, dealing with what it is to have money, what it is not to have it, and how you can gain in our in your finances in order to be a more generous person. Now remember, just because you don't have a lot of money doesn't mean you can't be a generous person. Remember the widow who gave all that she had when she gave two mites, and Jesus said to her, and stories in the Bible, and Jesus said to her, she has given more than anyone else has because she gave all of what she had. So generosity is not an exact amount of money. Generosity has to do with making a sacrifice To some people, giving a dollar to the church is a sacrifice. To others, giving a million dollars to the church would not really be a sacrifice because of their wealth. So it's not equal giving, it's equal sacrifice. So with that, I'm going to wrap this up and I'm going to pray that God will help you and bless you as you endeavor to understand and receive the generosity of our Lord and understand the significance and the importance that God is our source to receive generously. Father, I pray blessing upon those who've listened in today. And once again, I pray your anointing would come down upon them now, Lord, to understand what your word says. And the scriptures that we read in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33, talking about, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things shall be added unto you. And Lord, I pray that we'll all receive something today from the story about Uzziah, Father, where as long as he followed you and he saw Sought you, Lord, he was blessed. But as soon as he turned his back on you and decided that he had a better way of doing things and he wanted to do things his way, Lord, that's when he failed and that's when he lost your blessing. I pray, Lord, that we would seek first the kingdom of God, Father. I pray first, Father, we would obey you and follow after you. And I pray, Lord, that we would get your word out, Lord, at least once a week and read something in there that'll help us. Lord, I know a lot of people use daily devotionals. I do. And that's used to help us gain comfort and understanding of God's word. So I pray a blessing upon all those who've listened in and will give careful to give you the praise for it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I do want to close this out with a scripture found in 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 18. And the word tells us in the New Living Translation, tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. And Lord, I think that scripture kind of sums up so many of the things I've been thinking about and talking about today, that we should always be ready to share with others, regardless of what we have or don't have. We can share, Lord. If all we have is that we are a kind person and a loving person and like to be friendly, then we can share that with someone else and it'll be a blessing to someone else. I thank you for that. And Lord, I just pray now that you would help us, Lord, as we move on in this series. going to talk about some topics, Lord, I think that some people will have a little bit of a challenge with when it comes to in the area of generosity, that giving is always the spark generosity. God started out by giving and he continues to give and he continues to be generous to his people. And so I believe we have a lot of exciting things that we can tackle and take on as we continue this series of podcasts dealing with God's generosity. So this concludes today's podcast. If you'd like to get additional information on my teachings in the area of generosity and finance, you could go to my webpage, davidcfriendauthor.com. And when you pull that up, you'll find 
a number of references to the books that I've written that I may think may be helpful to you. One is on faith, entitled Receive Everything from What We Call Nothing, based upon the concept of calling forth those things that are not as though that they are. In addition to that, I've written a book there entitled Experience the Joy of Debt-Free Living. It's a book laid out to help us learn how to get out of debt and stay out of debt, and I pray that it'll be a blessing to you. And then the, another book on there that I've written has to do with generosity, what's in it for me. And that book I've been using off and on in this series on generosity and God as our source, so I hope that would be a blessing to you. So if you would like to subscribe to my podcast, you can go to cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. So let me just wrap this up with, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. My next episode is going to be entitled, Extreme Generosity from Our God. I want you to think about that before you listen to this next podcast coming up. These podcasts come about two days apart. Every week I turn out at least two of them. So I would like you to look forward to that one. Invite your friends and tell them about this teaching on God as being our source and generosity and dealing with our finances. I think it's one that will help a lot of people. I know it's helped me teach a lot of other individuals and it has directed my life in the area of finances and giving to our church and giving to others. Pray that uh, this teaching entitled Extreme Generosity is from our God will be something that you can, can latch onto, something that you can kind of think about what's extreme. I mean, what the word extreme means a lot of things to a lot of people. To one person, extreme might be giving an hour of your time to work at the church. Another, it might be extreme, might be giving 20 hours a week and giving to your church. Whatever it might be, think about God being unlimited in resources. He has unlimited ability to bless us. There's no restrictions on how much he can give and where he will give and when he will give. He's sovereign and he wants to pour out extreme blessings upon his people. The name of this podcast is entitled quality Christian living. And that's designed to help people understand they can live a quality Christian life, not an average life or a get-by life or so somehow I'm going to make it through this whole thing. But I mean an abundant life, a life filled with joy, exceedingly wonderful joy and peace, the peace of God that passes all understanding that guards our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. I want you to live that life, that quality Christian life. So join with me from week to week as we go into these various subjects. So I'm looking forward to next topic on podcast number 109 that'll be coming up. Extreme generosity is from our God. So until next time, I pray that God will richly bless you.